Hello, class, and you are listening to Podcast 118, a Hey Arnold re-education where every week, two lifelong friends gather to rewatch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon, Hey Arnold. I am one of your hosts for the first time in the first seat, Sean. And I am Michael, and I am neither in the fourth nor the fifth grade. That was beautiful. Yeah, you, let's, you, you, you take point today. Let's do that. Mm, we'll pass the torch every okay. episode. All right, sounds it good. keeps us on our toes. Yes. Doesn't let us fall into a pattern. For sure, love that. Yeah, it's nice. We're getting our groove back on, and we still have tens of listeners, which is nice. Tens of tens of ten, listeners. Tens of almost dozens. I think you could all you could break down that unit to our dozens of listeners. There are literally dozens of us. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> oh man, yeah. You could David Cross would make an awesome live action Mr. Simmons. Or or Oscar. I think he'd make a good Oscar as well. He's got that, like, pathetic sleaze thing going that you need to play Oscar, I would say. So I think yeah. that, that would be a good that would be a good pick. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. it's, it, he has to be a little bit of a slime ball that yeah. you have to pity, but also you don't. Yeah. So, Dave, yes. Dave, mm-hmm. Hashtag David Cross for Oscar. Cross, Crosska. David Crosska or Kokoschka. Yeah. That's, the, that's the casting hashtag. <laughs> David Kroskoska. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's let's get Kakrosta. That's it. David David Kakrosta. (laughs) Oh my God. You're welcome. Thank you for that. You're welcome, everybody. Thank you for that. Yes. And Mm -hmm. if if you want to turn those tens into twenties, let's go. (laughs) Turn those tens into twenties by uh, subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Stitcher, and all wherever else you find recordings of hobbyists who like to impose their opinions on consenting ears. Ah, uh, yes. As is the podcast sphere. So Ah, uh, yes. As well, PC118Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Let's do this. I'm so, I'm so excited for today right now. Um, Y'all, dude, let's so get into it, bro. Getting into <laughs> uh, season two, episode four, part one, or part A, Longest Monday, which aired on October 1st, 1997. Which was A. I, I don't know what day October 1st was in 1997. Wait, hold on. Let's look it up. October 1st. 1997. Oh, man. It was a Wednesday. <gasps> I do remember. Boo. I do remember. Boo. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> hey, Arnold was like, well, yeah, well, that was like a Wednesday show. I do remember it being like a middle of the week type deal. So that, that sounds about right. June 1st. What day of the week? Never mind. Day of week. Come on, dude. Hold on. I'm just Googling this now because... Okay, fine. What? Okay, yeah, this is that. Okay, this had to like it. Like this episode probably took place in 1998, being that June 1st, 1997 was a Sunday. So I call bullshit on that, or maybe I don't know. Floating timelines are weird. This whole show takes place like in the span of a single school year, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Anyways, um, schoolyard tradition has it that on the first Monday of June each year, the, oh, okay, whatever. The fifth graders throw the fourth graders into trash cans. So Arnold and Gerald try to make a run for it. As more people are thrown into trash cans and the fifth graders know all the routes, Arnold and Gerald find out eluding the fifth graders is harder than they thought. And this was also directed by Derek Dryman and Larry Lightleiter. So Yeah, it was. Good job. Anyway, yeah, take it away with this episode. What, what do you think, sir? Hazing is crazy. 
Yeah. Uh, that's a nightmare that that was a thing that has been going on for over three years. <laughs> that's that's a lot. For, for generations. I like how, like, for Sid, it's always <laughs> generation to generation from, like, a year and oh, a half yeah, ago. <laughs> yeah. He has just enough of that uh, penchant for drama, and then... Millie rocks it over to Gerald to deliver the uh, the fable, which I really appreciate. Yeah. The one thing that stuck out from that is Gerald uh, literally shoving his hands into... Was it Harold's or Helga's spaghetti? Something I, like that. I think it was Helga's because uh, I think Harold had, Harold had a baked potato. And then potato. wipes it all over yeah. Eugene's white tea. <laughs> yeah. Harold had a baked potato. That's right. And yeah. Arnold had... Uh, but then, yeah, noodles. just smears it all over Eugene's white t-shirt. Asshole. <laughs> Taste of things God. to come. Everyone is so bad. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, this is a horror episode. <laughs> like, like everything about it is a horror movie. We get a lot of, um, I mean, as we go through the episode, we get a lot of these almost like exposition shots of both the third graders and the fifth graders with really harsh shadow and like, and like low angles to make everything look big and scary. Mm. Um, complete with little hidey holes and secret areas which are probably my favorite part of the episode if i'm being honest but yeah uh these third graders were third graders fourth they were fourth. they were unprepared yeah. fourth graders they were unprepared my friend nope. you know this is a day that comes every three years <laughs> and you choose not to have an escape plan ready honestly sucks but it's on them fail to prepare prepare to fail as chris pontius said in mm. jackass forever but no, for Absolutely. sure, like total horror show. And I I think I even remember as a kid watching this, this felt like a paradigm shift in the show. Like all of a sudden somebody who's, it's like you thought Darth Vader was bad, like the Emperor's even worse. It's like you thought like Helga and Harold were the worst of it, but we meet Wolfgang who is irredeemable. There's nothing, there's no, he's just a dick. That's all it is. <laughs> That's literally all he is. And this is, uh, this is, yeah, it's like I got like, I felt like watching Halloween or the Terminator. Yeah. This person is coming for you. <laughs> I have to say, maybe he's good at school, though. Like, I mean, I'm bouncing around, but he definitely speaks well when he's confronted by Arnold and Gerald mm -hmm. in the underpass. Um, and he knows what he's talking about. He doesn't use the words like accidentally mm -hmm. or or like out of place like mm -hmm. some other characters may. He's got a brain. I think he's got a brain. I think if it was him and Torvald in a battle of wits... Uh. Wolfgang may come out on top. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, Torvald's just kind of a blunt instrument. It's, yeah, it's correct. <laughs> when I get, but again, you get into the weeds here when it's like you have two, you have, he's, when you remember that uh, Wolfgang is voiced by the original Arnold voice actor. But yeah. Just, and this is like between, I guess this was his halfway point before he uh, got like the King Bob role on recess because his voice is a lot deeper there. But it is like it is this weird like parallel universe like Spider Man No Way Home type thing of like these two people kind of like you know I mean like Wolfgang is basic is like the evil like truly evil Arnold like if Arnold truly just gave into his his uh you know his dark side took leadership of his peers in that way you get Wolfgang you know down to like the shock of like the blonde hair and and just the uh yes the planning and like you know they have their respective game plans and everything so like the parallels between the two are very strong i thought George, i thought gerald made a uh, coach wittenbergism by saying uncircumspecting fourth graders but i looked it up he actually used that word it sounds like it's not right but that's actually the right way to use that word so 
it seems me. like it's too long of a word when you could say unsuspecting. Yeah. You get the uh, the That's sort of fair. The, okay. mm -hmm, the sort of the deep congas and like the like <laughs> like the tribal chanting. It's mm -hmm. those. Every time they go into that, that always makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can see the point, Gerald. You can you can have your use yeah. of uncircum circumcised. Uncircumcised. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> can you name like other any do do any other like movies or stories come to mind where it's just the characters are just trying to get from point A to B in one piece without getting killed or otherwise effed up? I think oh of, yeah, mm -hmm. any Saw movie. Okay, <laughs> I think of like the Warriors. You know, the Warriors. Is the Warriors. Good video yeah, game too. Absolutely. Rockstar Studios. Absolutely, you could argue that almost any post-apocalyptic movie or TV show uh, embodies this exact narrative trope of getting one point A to point B safely. Um, survival is the B plot in most uh, most post-apocalyptic works. Travel is the main point. True. Good point. Um, yeah. What else about this episode in general? Oh, I was I was oh, still oh, riffing other, about like, other. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of thought of like Train to Busan, but it's like they're all stuck on the same mode of transportation together. But it is like Correct. we have to run away from these people or these creatures that are trying to kill us and you know compromise us physically. Edmund is so gentle. He is. By the way, he is. he's such a gentle soul. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be a bully. I don't think. Well, maybe it's also because Edmund looks. I just realized looks exactly like Simple Jack, <laughs> or as yes. it, or or quick. Do you remember what what Simple Jack is called in the Asian uh, market demographic? Me, Yes. Jack. He sharpened no Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, he does. Edmund also is like, I don't know. We get a lot of uh, protagonist sidekicks mm -hmm. in Hey Arnold, mm -hmm. and Edmund is a real milk toast looking sidekick. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. You say. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We we've had some really incredible duos. Like, um, and I'm gonna butcher all of them because I don't remember names um, in this show very well. But when they were going to prom. Oh, Connie, Connie and Maria, two. or Tommy Connie and Bert. And Maria, yeah. Tommy and Bert, both iconic. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you can go short range and, and go with, you know, Arnold and Gerald, both of which could be the sidekick at mm -hmm. any given time. Helga and Phoebe, iconic humans. Like, I don't know. Edmund is... He's just not, he's not, he's not threatening again. Yeah. It's just... No. He doesn't work as a foil, but also no. Wolfgang doesn't need any foil to be no, he's, as scary as he is. He's a force. He's a force, dude. He's got that. He's got that. I mean, literal like he literally uses the word no mercy and he's got a cobra on his T-shirt. So, again, yeah. like he's he's pretty he's about it. He's he's about that. He doesn't take any prisoners. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Also, if there was any of the fifth graders, I would fight. Yes. Tell in me. my current age, while they are a fifth grader, <laughs> it's the one in the cowboy hat. I was going to say, yeah, Fuck cowboy hat. I was going to say, like, of the... I would beat the shit What is with him. that guy? Seriously. Nerd! It was Nerd. either him or the guy in, like, the green beanie who... I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would fight cowboy hat over fighting weasel okay weasel would be second place though i would kick the shit out of weasel would you would you call but if i could only pick one <laughs> would you call Chaz for backup from frankie g's no, gang no solo solo i'd solo <laughs> that solo, entire solo class them. i was gonna say <laughs> speaking of mickey the weasel like i think we can start maybe i don't know if it'll stop here but 
Perhaps we should keep a rally of one-off characters with very large noses. Is Mickey is just like a fifth grader, but he's very yeah. small, okay. right? Let's add it to the tracker. <laughs> yeah, he's he is tiny fifth grader for sure. Tiny fifth grader. Yeah, we, yeah. There's there's one in every in every class truly who got the worst like trash canning. Oh, dude, Arnold and Gerald are definitely dead. Sure. Like, yeah. They're all, they're a hundred percent dead. They they yeah. got it the worst yeah. out of everybody. Or Phoebe, if she wasn't able to get out of the locker, that could be rough too. Oh, that's right, that's right. Sids was just that's that always made me sad as a kid. Once he was like, no, dad, and then Joe's like, oh man, he got Sid. Yeah, with the shadows too. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that's what made it so scary. That was yeah, classy, classily animated and portrayed, but. Yeah, they made it scary. They did. They made it scary. I also put a note that said, shut up, Arnold, when he was, you know, waxing Appealing. Poetic. Yes, when he was trying yeah. to, like, appeal to Wolfgang's better angels. <laughs> you could be a trailblazer of tolerance. I, shut up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, unfortunately, we're going to get a lot more. At the very least this season, I think we're going to get a lot, like, more of, like, Arnold pontificating. Yeah, So fuck. That's only the first, but yeah. it's okay. Um, yeah, and and then we get the kid that sucks at making teasing rhymes. Um, which one? But then he redeems him when he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> and like doesn't even rhyme or stay on syllable. Idiot. Yeah, it's too many. But then he redeems himself when he says, "Gee, thanks, Mister," which Michael is going to impersonate for all of us in three, two, one. Oh, oh, gee, thanks, Mister. Just like that, everybody. You're welcome. Jeepers, Mister, you're really strong. <laughs> you wouldn't do that to us, would you? <laughs> okay, no, but for my favorite, uh, my favorite quote of this episode is, "Come back here, you little fourth grader! I'm gonna get you." Yes, that one is my favorite too. I think that that kind of makes me think. It's like I guess to a certain point, yeah, it is weird. At least for me, like I saw the kids who were even just a year older than me in school is like these people are massive. Like, and mm, I cannot relate yeah. to them on any level whatsoever. So I think there's something universal about that, that yeah. this episode portrays. <laughs> oh, absolutely. This, this episode definitely portrays to a feeling or a sense of dread that everybody has felt. I mean, it's either being bullied by people in your same grade or just being intimidated by people that have, you know, a year or two on you. And then all the fifth, all the fifth graders are like twice the size of any of the kids in Arnold's class. Yes. It's like... Yes. It's very, you know, like Looney Tunes v. Monstars. Yeah, they could sit on top of lockers, those hooligans. They're That's crazy. They're, I know, right? They're, they're, people, I, that actually reminds me. I remember people climbing on top of the lockers in high school. How? I Well, I mean, you open up, you kind of need, like, you need to open two locker doors so you can get up on top. Was there even room above the... I think so. I don't remember them going all the way to the ceiling. Like, there was, there oh was some God. clearance... My memory is skewed. Yes. Yeah. We went to school some, uh, with some ruffians. That is for sure. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Michael got trash canned I, on a Monday. I did get trash canned on a Monday. Like no, we, you did not. I, not in high school, at least. Oh, no. But I did I did volunteer to take out the garbage at the Boys and Girls Club, and that thing constantly smelled of, like, spoiled soda. So, like, that really mm, sweet, mm. rotten garbage smell is, like, burned into my childhood <laughs> nostrils. So, every time I see, like, and the trash on Hey Arnold is always green. That's the other thing, too. Like, yeah, green and mushy. Yeah. It's like mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Gross. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this episode is fire. It is. I love this episode. I love this episode so much. This is one that 
I think, you know, if someone was like, oh, do you watch Hey Arnold? Uh, which, who would say that? Um, <laughs> but but this, is, this is one of the episodes that would, like, be one of the ones that pops in my head, mm-hmm. uh, is this particular episode, how cool the secret, like, safe room was, mm-hmm. uh, Park had organized all together, mm-hmm. um, offering, <laughs> offering psychological services to <laughs> Helga. Helga of all yeah, people is, is the, like, of the, of the friend group, which is funny as fuck and a little bit of foreshadowing for like three seasons from now so and harold only being able to relay exactly what happened and nothing else (laughs) well well, here's the thing he was still very much in the midst of his trauma i want to see the kid that lifted up harold though yeah (laughs) correct yes that was that wasn't wolfgang oh no 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 he got like triple teamed by the kids on the bus it was probably a group effort oh yeah yeah well, Beanie, Absolutely. wasn't it Beanie, Cowboy Hat, and some other kid? Yep, okay. that's right. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> nice to meet you, old boy. Jazz is new. Eugene's Pet, same date, October 1st, 1997. Uh, written by Antoinette Stella, directed by Derek Dryman, hell of SpongeBob, one of like the prior premier architects of SpongeBob. Um, so maybe the, the nautical uh, bent of this episode was kind of you know had a little something there and uh george chialtis mm-hmm. after ax sorry after arnold accidentally kills eugene's fish with a yo-yo <laughs> you must do something to make up for it so this is i mean the working title of this episode might m- must might as well have been arnold kills eugene's pet yeah as the sequel to arnold kills eugene's bike of the first, <laughs> yes of the first season but it's a lot i want it's less heavy on like the slapstick uh, Eugene gets hurt. I mean, we get plenty of that when when they're testing out other pets, but it's like more just like tragically hilarious. I think. <laughs> yes, I realized very quickly through this episode. Uh, something that I felt about Eugene since the beginning is is something that I think the creators also held in heart, and it's how do we make a character that is so easy to hate and no matter how bad you may think you feel about it, you hate him enough to overcome <laughs> your thoughts of remorse for hating this poor, poor thing. Um, because I fucking hate Eugene. Like, I, I hate him. Like, there's nothing about him that I'm like, oh man, how sad, because he just gets more and more batshit. Uh, and this episode, like, it, this episode tested me, Michael. This episode <laughs> tested me. I hate Arnold because I hate Arnold and I hate Eugene. And this entire episode was about the two of them. Insert euphemism here that I'm not going to use because I've already hit my cuss quota for the day. Bringing each um, other down. And yes. We're raising that. each other up and bringing each other down. Yes. All, all in, this is my in least <laughs> favorite pairing. This is my <laughs> least favorite pairing because I hate I hate how enjoyable it is to watch the dumpster fire train that these two are, period. And also, the episode cold opens with a drawing on Mr. Simmons' desk. Pretty sure it's a dick on there. It was? Pretty sure. It was? Pretty oh, sure. Yep, it's, a, it's, it's a little blue one. Okay. Little blue balls right there on the desk. Well, what, would, would Mr. Simmons call it a... Well, if, he, if Mr. Simmons calls poems poems, would he call them penises? <laughs> yes, that's what okay, he would call okay. it. <laughs> Just double-checking. Oh, but yeah, I, I agree. Like, it is just this snowball comedy of errors of just the depths of Eugene. Eugene's a very, Eugene's very lonely. Like, he, we established this up front where he goes like, my, my dog ran away. I was allergic to my cat and my rabbit gave me nightmares. 
So it took him a while to get to get to this point with with Henry, you know. But he's already deluding himself. Like, just I love all of his. He made to me with his tail. He made to me with his tail. Fuck up. But I forgot that we actually see like the dead fit, like a hardcore close up of Henry's dead body floating belly up, which is, which is great. Which is it's great, awesome. I also uh, we get a really really impressive deep cut insult from Helga calling him Doctor Cousteau. Yes, which, who, which Arnold? What is it? The scuba suit? Well, he was. I think I think Jacques Cousteau was was the scuba suit. I'm pretty sure. Something like that. I mean, I know he was something like, like that. He, but I mean, he's like a, yeah, he's like an OG, he's like an OG like nature host doc, like documentary filmmaker, very famous in his time. So Helga's got Helga hitting it with like the really like deep cut topical reference. I just real I did also realize that they dug rather than dig just like a they dug like a bot a, a human body sized hole to bury this fish. It was impressive it work. Was, it was they, good. Cause... They leveled it out. Yeah, they had. At a whole tomb done, <laughs> a tombstone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the grave was impressive. Harold asking, there's going to be food at the house later, right? Same. Fucking same. Funerals are for the living. Uh, absolutely. Especially if you're going for a fucking fish <laughs> that Eugene thinks is waving at him with his tail and then dies from a yo-yo like an idiot hitting something that right. has a mace to fall down right. and then trying to delude yourself saying, oh, he's just doing a new trick. Roll over. Roll over, boy. <laughs> I fucking hate Eugene. No! I hate him. I hate him. And it just gets worse. Yeah. It just gets yes, worse. It does. Michael, I've said two <laughs> things about him and I'm already seething and foaming. And I, oh my God, I just can't. Um, okay, like, for sure. For sure. Keep um, going. We're going. Quick, going. quick aside. I do, I, I, my favorite character of this episode was the, uh, very Daria-esque, like, Aubrey Plaza, before Aubrey Plaza, uh, surly teenage <laughs> pet store worker. <laughs> and I figured you'd get a kick out of her as well. Just don't give me that look. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She lives to serve. Uh, so good. So good. Mm. She also has a lot of good, not one-liners, but, like, retorts. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, bad chemistry. Can't fight that. Can't fight that. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. Really? Also, your whole look even together. He- even before we meet White Aubrey Plaza, um, I wrote in one of my notes, Arnold, you dumb fucking idiot. Why are you walking past the market? Yeah. Fish? <laughs> and then I, and then after Eugene gets shit on, I wrote, ha ha, get shit on, idiot. So obviously I don't feel that bad. <laughs> I, like, that was some good ass animation, though, on him being asphyxiated by the snake. Like, we don't really. Oh, yeah. We, that's probably the most, like, overtly cartoonish image we've had maybe so far. Um, with yeah. the exception of maybe some of the like, like one of Arnold's dreams when he's like, yeah, like besides like the I'm crazy sequence, like the what's the word, what's the term, like stretch and stretch and squash, like old school cart animation, yeah, rubber hose yeah, 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 status, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that yeah, that, I got some of that from there. Yeah, oh my God, uh, oh, she turned purple. <laughs> His fucking nose getting shifted yeah. too, and it's, the wrinkles it's like squared word. Like they're so good. Opposite day Squidward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And um, and then we go back to the fucking schoolyard. Um, enter, enter, we're just, enter. We're just we're just going about our day. Albert. We're, we're just we're just you know going for recess. You know nothing weird is gonna happen today at recess. But oh, 
what what's Eugene doing over there with with a ball and and a bag of hippo hippo food hippo chow and yes hippo chow <laughs> yeah and and a food bowl uh, that says Elbert <laughs> on it because that's that's the name you want to name your pet that is a hippo. Oh my God. <laughs> this is the moment where I was like, okay, they hate Eugene as much as I do. Like they want me to feel this much seething vitriol the, the... towards Eugene. <laughs> um, because he's insane. Because he's insane. And then he goes one step further, which is a, class. Like a massive, no, <laughs> no, no, worse. He describes something as neat and that, no. Never call anything neat around me. I will fight. You. <laughs> I, will, I will knock your lights I've, out. I've unless... known you for a long time. I didn't know that this was like such a. This was like on the level of people hating hating the oh, word moist. Wow, is it my hippo neat? <laughs> the only thing you're allowed to call neat is nature, because nature's pretty neat. Okay, how neat is that? Um, hippo, imaginary hippos are part of imaginary nature. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Never mind. I concede the point. Um, <laughs> And then they go inside. <laughs> it starts raining. Oh, I'm not going. And but the thing is, like, take me the, off the mic. Take yeah. me off the mic. Take it's, it, Mike. It's please. already sorry. Okay, okay. It's already like overcast too when they come to school that day. So like, you already yeah. know it's gonna rain. Like, there's already like clouds drawn above PS118. And the I think the thing that really sells that sequence for me is the music cue. Um, yeah, it's just like this. It's dorky. The notes are like intentionally dissonant and diminished yeah. so it's like it's off-putting and it also like conveys that eugene has kind of lost his mind yeah and then and then imagine losing a pretend pet well yeah what's like that that you could read into that so much it's like is eugene so because again, Eugene is, I think this is, in contrast to the Eugene's bike, he's actually like, you know, he's pretty sunny about the whole thing, you know, like about everything yeah. that's, that comes his way, everything that happens to him. This is actually the opposite. Like Eugene's uh, morale just dips further and further and further down the drain to the point where it's like, I guess he truly believes that he doesn't deserve nice things or deserve the, the mantle of pet ownership to the point where he will allow his ima- his own imaginary fabricated hippo to yes. to run away. Yeah. No, he's he's definitely dealing with some shit. He's punishing himself, right? Like this this is something that he is completely it's by it's by his own design. Like this is something he's wanted to put himself through and um whether it's appealing to the oh woe is me thing to uh go with the rest of the outfit if mm-hmm. you will. This is entirely self-wrought. That might be one of my favorite like rising motifs. Um, here in Hey Arnold is him going home and having a meal and then everything being just like a, Hey Arnold, look how much of a dick bag you are. Like, <laughs> like, this is stuff that you did. These are the consequences of your actions, but you know, it just happens to be happenstance. Sounds like, uh Oh, sounds like Arnold has another one of his labyrinthian complexes of a boyhood problem. <laughs> like, yeah, I think grandpa gets, starts to get a lot more meta in like his commentary as to what, ha- what Arnold is going through starting in this season. So it's like, I think this is the, the beginnings of that. And his, his just like sobering thing, like we're all alone. <laughs> like he gets, he gets, he gets real with him. I, I do appreciate that. And he does. And it's, yeah, it's a runner. It's like grandpa tries to like articulate this point to Arnold to kind of bring everything home. 
while <laughs> at the same time Oscar is doing something to annoy him. Like it's yeah. that'll happen more than once. I'd watch them fight. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I'd Dave... bet on Grandpa easily though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like especially in, like David Cross would not. He doesn't look like he's got a lot of fight in him. No, I don't think no. so. No. <laughs> Unless he's voice acting a crane in Kung Fu Panda. Oh, Master Crane of the Furious Five. Good pull. Good pull. Thank you. I know. <laughs> I I also I really I'm okay. Like I'm not as like anti Eugene on this episode as you are, but I do hate how satisfied he is when he the face he makes when he goes. I'm gonna call him Angel. <laughs> yeah. I hate him, I hate him, Michael. I hate him uh, so much. I think, I think Eugene's oh, actually only going to get more annoying from here for you. So, Hi, like... Angel. <laughs> Angel, Angel's, Angel. Angel looked pretty neat. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Gross. It, what I will say is that's a really kind gesture. Yes. Right? Like, like it's the, the same principle as people that are like, you know, oh, I'm going to like you know, buy a, a license or whatever it's called for a star yeah. or like, you know, adopt and, and donate to like an African elephant sanctuary. Right. And like, this is in your name. Like that's a really sweet idea. Like good on you, Arnold. You get one plus redeeming point for that. And also for the face after Angel gets eaten by a shark, like yep, that, like a sublime ending yeah. to this episode. I have to say like, it was mm, yeah mm. it wasn't banger it, it wasn't just your app it wasn't just a singular like downward arcing frowny face it was my the squiggly frowny face which is very oh. very very peanuts-esque for sure yes so i will i yes. always dig that yeah and instantly gave gerald eye bags too yeah and then they throw in so the little good. trumpet mute playing the taps lick at the very end there god banger pair of episodes i have to yeah, say this was like, a good this is a good one too this one is a yeah this is a this goes as the kids would say this this was gas absolutely i think i think yes i can i think this season really like starts to pick up speed from here it was a little slower i think just the adjustment to the new like slightly different art style the mm. you know the voice some of the voice actors have like aged up a little getting Mr. Simmons established. Just like, I think all the pipe has been laid to this point. This season takes some wild fucking swings. So I am yeah. just really excited to see, to keep, to keep going. That we appreciate it. That being said, yes, our next episode for those who are following along, uh, you definitely have to watch this on Paramount plus soon to be Paramount plus with Showtime. If you want to pay that much starting on June 27th, um, I will oh, not Showtime be paying that does much. have the A24 account though. Oh really? Mm. I thought, yeah, I thought it, I thought Max, or Warner Brothers was getting that, but that's good to know. I oh, know I mean, if it's trading hands, then I'm down. But okay. Showtime is okay. the one that currently has. Good to know. Uh, yeah. But so yes, Paramount Plus, uh, Hulu only has the first season, so that's weird. Um, or yeah, DVD because physical media. Um, but yeah, please follow us. We again, we're going in the airing order, not the production order. So uh, season, the next episode we will be covering Monkey Business slash Big Caesar talk about wild so that'll be that'll be even further descents into paranoia madness <laughs> delusion yes please animal Continue related hijinks michael you'll be so proud of me i uh this is the first week that i have set aside mr simmons oh please bring us own. bring us home with that because i completely forgot um, to do that with prepping these that's what i'm here for friend so in true fashion uh mr simmons moral if there is a three-year recurring holiday of sorts where you get bullied and or hazed, maybe skip school. 
that seems like a good moral that Mr. Simmons would stand behind. And uh, secondly, always be ready to deliver a eulogy. You never know when someone or something around you will suddenly die in some horrific aquatic mace falling based fashion. Um, so always be ready. And in true form from all of us here at Podcast 118, never eat raspberries. Raspberries.